Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you uh, and sponsored by the Appleseed Project, which is a project put into motion by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to turning our nation once again into a nation of riflemen, and it is to this end that the Appleseed Project has been sponsored. The Appleseed Project... uh, is a project where <clears throat> it's a grassroots, nonprofit, all volunteer organization. It is everyday people who have come to an apple seed, who have learned to become the masters of their rifles, and not only that, but they have heard the history of America. They've heard the history that started on April 19, 1775, where men and women stood together in ranks to defend their rights and liberties. And why is this an important day? Why was this an important event? Because it signaled the beginning of a new nation, of a great and wonderful experiment in freedom and liberty uh, that continues on to this day. However, no liberties and freedoms are guaranteed. They require the people to safeguard them. If you read uh, that old, uh, ever-changing, living and breathing document, uh, they will tell you that the government, the power of the government resides in we, the people, 
of these United States. The Appleseed Project is attempting to help Americans remember who the government is, not some uh, faraway uh, person uh, in an office in Washington, not some group of alphabet-lettered agencies, but the power of this nation, the ruling body of this nation, are the people, we the people of these United States. <clears throat> so welcome everyone for joining us again. We do this every uh, every week, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I understand that there was uh, some kind of a goof up with the the email reminders for the uh, for the show. I have no idea what happened. Uh, I have nothing at all whatever to do with that. But I can tell you that the email, the show's email reminder situation has definitely been a thorn in my side for uh, quite a long time. And I suppose what I'll have to do is develop, uh, figure out some way to develop my own uh, email reminder for everyone involved with the show, everyone that wishes to listen to the show, because uh, I can't depend on the uh, BTR email system. Uh, like I said, I had nothing to do with the one that went out earlier today. And I already have people just uh, emailing me and yelling at me, how dare you uh, send me this junk mail about uh, freedom and, and liberty, and I don't have time for that. <clears throat> and uh, normally I try to be polite uh, in my answers and stuff. However, today uh, I, I think I... I think I'd had it, and uh, I wrote one of the guys back, and I just said, listen, I apologize for you getting uh, an email uh, telling you about a show that is uh, helping to get people together to defend and safeguard your liberties, and I will make sure that you don't receive another one, because uh, as much as you dislike getting those emails, I dislike just as much corresponding with someone who has no interest and safeguarding the freedoms and liberties of their nation. So whenever those uh, freedoms and liberties vanish, please refrain from uh, whining anywhere within my earshot. Thank you, and goodbye. I tell you now, if there was a time since April 19, 1775, for people to get together and think about doing something to safeguard the liberties, their freedoms that they have in this nation, Now is exactly the time to do it. Now is the time to start thinking about it. Now is the time to start doing something about it. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you as one person going to do anything? Well, I'll tell you what the answer is. If you have nothing, if you don't have any other way to get started anywhere else, uh, and even if you do, come to an Appleseed event. Learn how to become the master of your rifle. Learn what it takes, what it means to be an American. Learn what it means to live the life of a rifleman. A rifleman is much more than just a 210 score, any score, uh, on any kind of test. It's much more than hitting the target with a projectile. Uh, Becoming a rifleman is much, much more than that. Come to an Appleseed event. And we'll let you know how to get started. We'll let you know what it means to be a rifleman, what it, what it takes to live the life of a rifleman. <clears throat> All right. Uh, before we get uh, any further along on this, 
let me say that we're still uh, we're still putting together the data from the uh, April 19th events. A lot of great people showed up. Uh, if you listen to last week's show, uh, it was just it just that's what keeps me going. It refueled my engines, uh, it recharged my batteries, and made me feel uh, that we do have hope in this. It is very easy uh, to get to become involved in despair and uh, anxiety of uh, are we going to be are we going to be able to fix this? Are we going to be able uh, to stop the events that are in motion now in time to save the country? Because uh, the outcome is never assured; it's never guaranteed. The outcome of uh, of any endeavor is never guaranteed. That's the only thing that you can be, you can be sure of is that the outcome of any endeavor is never guaranteed. <clears throat> so it is a uh, it is easy at times to uh, to feel the weight of this, to to look and see that uh, to look around you and see uh, why why. Why are not other people involved in this? Why are, why do they not see so easily? So what's so clear in front of their faces in black and white is what's happening to this nation? Well, that's what we do. We get them started. We get them started on understanding. We get them started on working on something. So how are you? How are you as one person going to be able to help? How are you going to be able to do anything as one person? You're not. But with the Appleseed Program, you're not one person. You're holding hands with uh, brothers and sisters across the nation. <clears throat> you want to go to an Appleseed Program, to an Appleseed event, and listen. Even if we weren't in peril, even if the country wasn't in peril, I'm telling you, there is not a better way to spend your Saturday and Sunday, uh, other than Sunday in church, uh, where I get a lot of grief. I'm not showing up sometimes on Sundays, but uh, uh, I feel that I am directed in this mission, that this is a calling I have uh, just as much as any other callings there are, that I have uh, a sacred obligation uh, to my country to be doing this. No different than uh, when I was a soldier in the uh, United States military. Come to an Appleseed event, and we will get you started. We'll put you on the path. We're not going to tell you, uh, we're not going to, to give you every single uh, step, every single right and left turn on the way, but we're going to get you started. And that's the hardest part. Think about that. The, the longest trip, the trip from uh, here to Mars, the trip from here to uh, uh, anywhere else in the world, every single trip starts with one step. We're going to be that one step for you. We're going to give you that start. That's the hardest part. The hardest part of the, of the uh, trip, of going to visit the in-laws, uh, driving uh, to go to uh, Disneyland, wherever you're going, the hardest part of the trip isn't, uh, isn't driving on the freeway. The hardest part of the trip begins before you ever get in the car, getting everything packed, getting everything taken care of, getting everything in the vehicle. Once you're in the vehicle, all the kids are in, everybody's buckled up, all the uh, luggage is in, uh, the uh, tires have been checked for air, the oil is good, the water's good, uh, the gas tank is full. You turn the key on the ignition, and uh, most of the pressure drops away because why? 
because that was the hardest part. Well, that's what we're going to do for you. Go to uh, appleseedinfo.org, rwva.org. That'll take you to the uh, Appleseed homepage. Once you get there, look up on the top left-hand side on the links. It'll say Appleseed. Click on that. That's a pull-down menu. When you get that pull-down menu, you'll get to Schedule. Click on Schedule. That'll take you to the Schedule events. That'll tell you where all the events are across the nation uh, on any given day. And they're on every weekend of the year. Once you find uh, an event on the date and the location that you want to, there will be two other hot links there in blue. One is information. That will tell you where the event's being held, uh, any of the uh, extra information that you'll need for it. And the other one is register. <clears throat> you hear me say this every weekend, every week I rather, is that uh, if you know what day you want to go, click on that register, that blue register hot link. That will take you to the Eventbrite third-party software that handles our pre-registrations and pre-register online. That gives you, that assures that there will be a place for you online uh, when you get to the shoot. That it won't, that if it's sold out, you'll be one of the folks that are already got a place online. Uh, and it lets us know how many instructors do we need to uh, schedule for that uh, location, because we we are not a we're a nonprofit organization. I'll go even further than that. <laughs> we don't make. We make hardly nothing. When the instructors aren't paid, uh, and we ship stuff all over the country, we have to pay for hotel rooms, rental cars, uh, airplane tickets, gasoline, uh, T-shirts. We have to pay for uh, hundreds of 80-pound packages to be shipped across the nation, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. So... When you pre-register, as I said, number one, make sure you have a place on the line. Number two, make sure that we have enough supplies there for you and enough instructors and that we can hopefully get a good deal on uh, the airline tickets and we don't have to at the last minute say, well, okay, uh, we've got X number of folks at the, uh, say, the Boulder City event, and uh, but we don't have enough instructors. So somebody's going to have to jump on a plane at the last minute, pay that huge price, and get out there. So... Every dollar we save is uh, another dollar that can be spent. Uh, that can be spent on getting the word out to Americans, getting more instructors out there, getting more gear shipped out, and getting more Americans awake and off the couch. All right. So, a quick rehash of that is: go to AppleseedInfo.org. Look on the top. Uh, Left-hand side of the link, you'll see Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. It'll bring you a pull-down menu. On that pull-down menu, click on Schedule. When you click on Schedule, that will tell you, give you the uh, dates, locations. Go to Information. That's another hot link there on each uh, location. It'll tell you what uh, directions are, uh, any uh, special information that you'll need to know. And then go to the other hot link, which is Register, and click on Register and get pre-registered for the event. That helps us all. All right, starting out in the uh, with the uh, this next month with May, we have the May second third weekend. We have an event in Cedar City, Utah, May second third. Douglas, Wyoming, May second and third. Gaston, South Carolina, 
May 2nd and 3rd. Lewiston, Idaho, May 2nd and 3rd. Salisaw, Oklahoma, May 2nd and 3rd. Those of you guys that missed out on the uh, uh, Grandfield location because you waited too long, you didn't pre-register, here's your next chance. Go to Salisaw, get some instruction by the top-notch Oklahoma guys we have out there. And, uh, and, and just because I'm talking good about Oklahoma doesn't mean the rest of the guys aren't good. They all are. I just uh, I got a special love for my brother, OG, uh, who has uh, taken the Oklahomans by storm. So I always give him a special shout-out on this because uh, they're just getting up to speed, and uh, we need some more folks in Oklahoma to help uh, spread, the, spread the love across the nation, spread the apple seed of love. All right, so Salisaw, Oklahoma, May 2nd and 3rd. Be sure and pre-register for that. Elk River, Minnesota, May 9th and 10th. Three Forks, Montana, May 9th and 10th. Auburn, Indiana, May 16th and 17th. Boulder City, Nevada, May 16th and 17th. Carrollton, Kentucky, May 16th and 17th. Corpus Christi, Texas, May 16th and 17th. You guys, Respiratory Pop has done an absolutely fantastic job. This is a man who I can only hope to uh, have this energy uh, that he has. It's only equaled by my uh, seven-year-old daughter, Sophie. Uh, I think both of them together would... Uh, uh, it would probably be like uh, uranium and plutonium, and uh, I'm sure it would cause some type of an explosion. Uh, he's a very tireless, hard worker for the program. Uh, I love him and respect him, and uh, he's done a great job in, in uh, Corpus Christi getting a new, new venue location set up there. Uh, and now we need you guys down in Corpus Christi to uh, go to the event, get set up, make rifleman, and start becoming instructors. Whenever we set up a new location, <clears throat> this isn't so that uh, so that the program can be taking in more money, or so that uh, uh, so that we can get some kind of financial gain out of it. Listen, if we could do this program for free, I guarantee you we would be doing it for free. If we can ever get some uh, billionaire, uh, some uh, uh, some uh, some type of uh, uh, anti George Soros. To sponsor us, we will be we will be bringing the program to you free. We don't care about the money. We care about making riflemen, about making Americans. That's our mission. So when we get a location, like a new location, like Corpus Christi, any of the, any of the locations that we have, really, what we want to do is we want it to be taken over and handled locally by the locals. We want them to take over the program and own the Appleseed program in their locations. Almost like, and I think what we might be working toward is a, like a charter situation uh, so that uh, uh, you guys can start getting uh, flying your apple seed colors on your back uh, with a apple seed on top and a bottom uh, rocker that says uh, Corpus Christi. <clears throat> and then you guys own the apple seed program there. And then all of the folks in Corpus Christi can learn to become riflemen together. And then they can support each other together. Uh, in all different kinds of ways, not just with rifles, but with uh, uh, with barbecues and uh, and the things that folks who know each other, who are friends with each other, who respect and honor each other, do. So everybody around Corpus Christi, pile on to pop May 16th and 17th, and uh, let's get the program rolling there. Davila, Texas, May 16th and 17th. Elko, Nevada, May 16th and 17th. 
El Paso, Texas, May 16th and 17th. The same thing with El Paso. Guys, you guys have a uh, wonderful uh, guy working out there with you in the uh, forum of uh, uh, Mike Schwartz, West Texas. He's done an absolutely fantastic job of getting everybody out online there and uh, and getting two locations, not just one in one city, two locations. And guess what else? Uh, an event every uh, every month. There's at least one event. There's 22 across the whole year. 22 events in one city. And we're talking about in just a couple of years after we had 50, only 50 events nationwide. All right, now we have 22 events just in one city in the nation, and that's El Paso. And thank you, Mike, for what you've done there. <clears throat> so let's pile on and help Mike out, too. El Paso is kind of a uh, tricky situation out there. The things that are going on right now politically and uh, every location, every city in America is a little bit different, a little bit uh, uh, has a little bit different working philosophy, and uh, El Paso is no different. It's just tweaked a little harder uh, in another way, and it seems that... Uh, the best way to get the word out in El Paso is by word of mouth, by uh, our Appleseed brothers and sisters pushing it as hard as they can to their friends and uh, hoping that the exponential growth from uh, word of mouth will end up carrying us uh, through this year into a huge El Paso following. Kate's, Kaysville, Utah, May 16th and 17th. Proctor, Vermont, May 16th and 17th. West Lebanon, New Hampshire, May 16th and 17th. Athens, Ohio, May 23rd and 24th. Chillicote, Illinois, May 23rd and 25th. This is a special three-day event. Three-day event. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, May 23rd and 24th. That's the indoor range I was telling you about uh, last week. It's a great location, but it only holds... uh, uh, I believe it might be only 21 shooters. Uh, and, uh, Mike, you can call in and, and tell me if I got that wrong. Uh, I don't remember now if it was 12 or 21. So, hey, want to make sure that you get a, sl- a place on the line, pre-register. Gibsonburg, Ohio, May 23rd and 24th. Harlan, Kentucky, May 23rd and 24th. Monroe, Washington, May 23rd and 24th. Ottawa, Illinois, May 23rd to the 25th, another special three-day event for Illinois. Uh, Simpson, West Virginia, May 23rd to 25th, special three-day event there also. Manchester, Tennessee, May 23rd and 24th. Mechanicsville, Virginia, May 23rd and 24th. Uh, Piru, California, May 23rd and 24th. And... uh, let me use this opportunity to tell uh, Bob Tutin and uh, his uh, crew in California. Uh, let me give them their proper props uh, for what they did on the April 19th weekend. Uh, the folks in California are just uh, busting out of the chute and racing across uh, the countryside there as fast as they can. Uh, I've told you for years now that as California goes, so goes the nation. California is always talked about as being a leader for this nation. Oh, look, California's doing it. You know, we'll all be doing it next. Oh, now California's doing this. Oh, now we're, oh, now we're all going to have to do it because California did it. Oh, no. Look, now look what the Californians are doing. Oh, my gosh. Now we're going to have to do that, too. Well, guess what they're doing now? 
They're turning out by the hundreds for Appleseed. They're turning out by the thousands to reaffirm their pledge as Americans. guess the rest of the nation is just going to have to do that now. Good going, Bob, and Bob's crew in California. Thank you. Uh, Ramsher, North Carolina, May 23rd through the 25th, another special three-day event. And I can tell you right now that uh, I'm sure they will probably somehow work in pop-ups there. They've got a 500-yard pop-up range. And I can almost guarantee you that if you go to this three-day event there in Ramsher, North Carolina, that some way or another you're going to be shooting pop-ups. Reno, Nevada, May 23rd and 24th. Uh, Sherburn, Louisiana, May 23rd through the 25th. A special three-day event, and this is our first apple seed in Louisiana, and this is going to link us up coast-to-coast uh, coast in the southern United States. <clears throat> a first event. This is just uh, amazing, and a special thanks to, uh, uh, I believe, Austin and, I don't remember if it was Pat. Uh, if you guys are listening, be sure and call into the show so we can talk about the uh, uh, the Sherburn Louisiana event, because I'm very excited about it. Van Etten, New York, May 23rd and 24th. Worland, Wyoming, May 23rd and 24th. Bloomington, Illinois, May 30th and 31st. College Station, Texas, May 30th and 31st. College Station has a great range there. Steve, uh, the guy who runs it, is a great guy. And uh, he has donated uh, a huge amount to the program in building this range there and making it available as a designated Appleseed range uh, for the Appleseed Project. And a uh, very special thanks to Steve. He's also a great guy. Uh, if we could just quit getting, getting him to, if he could just lay off the cheap wine that he, uh, that he likes to drink. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> He's a, uh, a wine distributor there, and, of course, he carries nothing but the finest. Fresno, California, May 30th and 31st. Leeds, North Dakota, May 30th and 31st. Uh, Miamisburg, Ohio, Miamisburg, Miamisburg, Ohio, May 30th and 31st. Pelham, New Hampshire, May 30th and 31st. Per year, Tennessee, May 30th and 31st. Rama, Colorado, May 30th and 31st. And here is another first for the FC program. I don't know that I've seen this here. Oh, wait, let me, let me back up. Because uh, these things go red every day. Different ones go red. Miamisburg, Ohio, May 30th, 31st. Folks, if you didn't pre-register for that one, you're behind the ball. It's sold out. Okay? That's why we ask you to pre-register. Because sometimes when you pre-register, uh, we can, uh, if we get up to the line, we say, hey, it's, uh, we're 30 days from the event, and we're already sold out. Well, let's see if the range will give us a... Uh, say, another 50 yards a line, something like that. We can expand it. But if you don't, if you wait for the very end, it gets sold out. we got nothing we can do for it. It's sold out. <clears throat> All right, now back to the uh, Wayland, uh, Indiana, May 30th and 31st. Female only. This is an all-girls gig. If you are a, a female shooter and uh, you have no desire to be uh, taught how to shoot by a know-it-all guy, then uh, come to the Wayland uh, uh, Indiana, May 30th to 31st shoot. And how can you get there? How do you figure it out? Go to appleseedinfo.org. That'll take you to the homepage. Click on the top left uh, menu link, which is Appleseed. 
When that comes down, go to Schedule, click on Schedule, and that will take you to the uh, Schedule events. It will also have two other hot links, Information and Register, that will allow you to pre-register for the event. Please do so if you can. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm not always sure what is happening with the uh, with the BTR site. Uh, hopefully, my uh, the station is going out, the radio show is going out. Uh, I've noticed that uh, several times the chat program. Uh, I'll have it sitting here open and running. And like right now, it shows me that there's nobody there, but uh, I know that that's not true. So I'm going to keep refreshing it until it decides to show me the truth. <clears throat> All right, and then, uh, okay, here we go. Okay, so there are some folks. Yep, there he is. There's a full room, 25 folks. <clears throat> Welcome, everyone. All you guys that are on the in the chat room, thank you so much. Uh, for showing up every week to uh, help the folks out who come in there, they can always they're always guaranteed of having quality uh, folks in the chat room ready to help with any questions you have about Alpseed, how to get you hooked up. Uh, you want to have one at your uh, in your city at your location? No problem. Talk to the folks in the chat room, and we will get you uh, we will get you hooked up. All right. Uh, let's see. There is a uh, there's a lot of people that are on the switchboard right now, and uh, I, I don't want you to have to hold on forever. So let me talk to a couple of people. But I, I do have some things I want to talk about tonight, which is the uh, the whole summer soldiers and sunshine patriot thing. If you have uh, if you have read about American Revolutionary War history, then it would be very hard for the name Thomas Paine to escape you. Uh, Thomas Paine, uh, I would have to give credit for uh, a huge uh, amount of the good things that went on during the Revolutionary War. The uh, how the the attitudes uh, of the people, the information they got how he had changed the uh, uh, at many of the most important times how he managed to get out one of his pamphlets or one of his some of his writings and have it affect the whole country and uh, when he wrote the american crisis that is one of the things that it did when he wrote the american crisis the american revolution within it's very one of its darkest periods uh, after the initial uh, victories that we'd had at uh, on April 19th 1775 and then uh, at Bunker Hill and on uh, we came into the year of 1776 1776 was a dark year for the American Revolution uh, we lost uh, battle after battle, we made mistake after mistake. We lost uh, Fort Lee, Fort Washington, New York, uh, on and on. It seemed as if the revolution was going to end, that it was going to be stomped out. And it also brought up the end of enlistment 
for uh, most for the uh, majority of the Continental Army. That means on uh, at the end of December, their enlistments ran out, <clears throat> and when they did, they all went home. Now, I'm not talking about uh, uh, how can I put this? We're making those same mistakes now. We're making that same type of wrong decisions now. A lot of people are. And they're not even having to put up with the fact that uh, that it is the middle of winter, that they have been beaten on the battlefield over and over, that they have no food, no clothes. Uh, it's one of the coldest most fiercest winters uh, in recent records. We're talking about men who didn't even have uh, shoes, no shoes, no clothes. One of the men who was writing down the history of it said uh, he saw this, uh, what he termed as a creature coming toward him, uh, and he felt sorry for the person because he was uh, naked except for a blanket he had wrapped around him. He had long hair and a beard, and his face was covered with sores. His body was covered with sores. He had no shoes on. It was winter. And he didn't realize until the man spoke to him that he was his brother. He couldn't recognize him. You read in the stories of the American Revolution during this time, of the men marching, as they're marching uh, in the winter, in December, that you could follow their trails by following the bloody tracks in the snow the bloody tracks of men with no shoes on, no clothes, no winter clothing, very few blankets, no pay, no food. <laughs> and yet they stayed. They stayed and they fought. And they won. While other men left. Other men used uh, uh, any other excuses to go home. This is very troubling. This was the darkest part of the American Revolution. This was the darkest time. Thomas Paine saw this. Thomas Paine fought uh, with the colonial army. Uh, he was friends with Washington. Uh, several of the other generals, they knew him. They knew that he, uh, he got down on the line. He fought with the men. He marched with him. And then he also wrote about the battles. He would march with the men. He would fight with them. And then when they threw themselves to the ground exhausted at night, uh, he would grab uh, uh, whatever paper he could find and uh, whatever he could find to scrabble, uh, to scribble down the, uh, the story with, and he would write about the battles so that people would know what was going on. They would know what the men were facing. They would know, uh, they would, they would know how men with no clothes and no shoes and no food continued to fight on so that those folks uh, sitting in their warm uh, robes and blankets in front of their fires in their nice houses could continue to have those nice houses, could continue to have the things that Americans have. And uh, around the same time, he also wrote a pamphlet called The American Crisis. Now, you'll hear folks talk about... Uh, especially in the Appleseed program, you'll hear folks 
talk about this quite a bit. And you will hear it you will hear it repeated and quoted on and on and uh, but without understanding the relevance of it then it it means not very much to you. So <clears throat> I'm going to read uh, the first couple of paragraphs out of this to you and then we'll we'll take a phone call in just a second but I think it's very important that uh, that you hear this. The American Crisis by Thomas Paine. These, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed It's so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Britain, with an army to enforce her tyranny, has declared that she has a right, not only to tax, but to bind us all, in all cases whatsoever. And, if being bound in that manner is not slavery, then there is not such a thing as slavery upon the earth. Even the expression is impious, for so unlimited a power can belong only to God. Whether the independence of this continent was declared too soon or delayed too long, I will not now enter uh, as an argument. My own simple opinion is that had it been eight months earlier, it would have been much better. We did not make a proper use of last winter. Neither could we, while we were in a dependent state, However, the fault, if it were one, was all our own. We have none to blame but ourselves, but no great deal is lost yet. All that Howe has been doing for this month past is rather a ravage than a conquest, which the spirit of the Jerseys a year ago would have quickly repulsed, and which time and a little resolution will soon recover. What he's speaking about here is is that Pain and the Colonials and the Congress, everyone has different ideas about what the revolution meant. Uh, the, uh, the Colonials, Washington, the Congress, a lot of these folks de- decided that, that this was a um, revolution, a rebellion uh, for them to uh, for them to safeguard and protect their rights as Americans. In Paine's mind, they were fighting for the rights of humans, of all men on the earth. So, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will 
in this crisis shrink from service of their country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. You know, that's right. It's easy. It's easy to get out there in the uh, the sunshine and on the good days and and do the stuff uh, when you've got nothing else to do. It's easy. Yeah, why not? Why not do it? Why not give a weekend FC day? What the heck? What's much harder is to dig even deeper and uh, and give that weekend, even if it's raining, even if it's cold and wet, even if uh, you had a party to go to, or uh, I'm telling you right now that nobody in the Alpha C program is any different from the other. I'm no different than anybody else in the program. I don't have any special powers that uh, that cut me loose from having a life. Right? I've got uh I've got three full time jobs. I have five children. Uh, I have uh birthdays and funerals and family reunions just like everyone else. And yet I'm still figuring out a way to make this work. And why? Because of my apple seed hobby? No, because this is so much more important than I think that anyone uh, anyone is realizing. I think a lot of the people in the Apple program get it. A lot of the people across the nation get it. But for the uh, the greater part of the Americans are are no different uh, than the cattle that I work with every day. Let me tell you what happens when I go down the uh, when I go down the road checking cattle. When I drive down one of uh, one of the gravel roads are in the property that I put in on the cattle are in the road. The truck uh, is going along. It's coming right at them, right at them. They're, they're looking at it. If they could see me coming from a mile away, then they're still going to stand there right in the middle of the road. They're going to keep looking at the truck. They're going to keep looking at it, keep looking at it. Now it's a half mile. Now it's a quarter mile. Uh, now it's uh, 100 yards. Now it's 50 yards. Now it's 20 yards from them, and they're still just standing there in the middle of the road looking at me, heading right for them. Okay, now it's 10 yards. Now it's 5 yards. Now it's 3 yards away, and I've had to slow down because otherwise I would impact with, with one of them. And as much as I would like to run over some of them, sometimes I can't uh, because that's how I make my living. But they let the truck get to within uh, 1 yard of them at times before they seem to realize that there's a problem. And then they will completely freak out, jumping up in the air, their, the four hooves going in all different directions, screaming, and then take off running, uh, just like I had, uh, I had stuck a firecracker uh, in their honey and lit it, and it blew up without them knowing it. And yet they watch me coming from a mile away, right? That's the same thing that's going on here in America. We see this. Americans see this coming from a mile away, and they're just standing there, chewing their cud, looking at it, heading right toward them. And at the last second, maybe they're going to try and get out of the way, and maybe they're not going to make it. All right, uh, let's take some callers. Uh, I, uh, if you're listening in, you're a uh, uh, state coordinator, uh, instructor. Heck, if you're anybody, uh, call in and let us know how uh, how things are going in your neck of the woods. We always enjoy. Uh, 
to hear uh, updates from uh, everyone. And uh, let me see here, what do we got? <clears throat> okay. I'll take a call here from area code 912-877. You're on the air? Uh, hey, that's me. That's you. Hey, <laughs> Scout, this is Cannonman. Well, hey, Dave, how you doing? Pretty darn good. I was hoping to hear from you. Well, I, I've got your email on the top of my stack to be answered. Uh, <laughs> I was just checking up on my bud, making sure he was still alive out there. I hadn't heard from you or seen nothing. I thought, oh, my God, he's been taken out for the count or something. <laughs> no, this is just uh, this is just my hardest part of the year right now. Is, uh, yeah, it's tough for getting, everybody, isn't it? Yeah, getting the herd uh, split up, getting finding that uh, we're having a race between – now, we just got some rain, but having a race between uh, uh, finding the feed for them, because I just ran out of, uh, I ran out of uh, forage, hay, and uh, everything else for them. So trying to, uh, you know, play the, uh, the shuffle, shuffling them around to try and find them some grass while getting the other uh, fields ready, uh, getting the, uh, the grass in the ground, the seed in, and the ground plowed, and, uh, and then, of course, maintaining my... Uh, my equipment, which a great deal of, is older than me. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, about it. I mean, I'm still, uh, I'm still going just as fast for everything. It's just this time of the year, I get, I get really bound up in actually doing one of my three jobs. Most of the time, I just try and uh, neglect them or, uh, <laughs> or deny that I have to pay any bills and, uh, and, and have a real job. Yeah, I understand that part. How are yeah. you doing there? Oh, not too bad. Uh, George is doing pretty good. Uh, we've got shoots on the board and people showing up. Uh, a couple new IITs signed up after Hinesville and another one after Tacoa. Uh, we're moving. Uh, did they get to shoot that cannon? Of course they did. <laughs> we, we had the three-pounder out. Uh, they delivered the car. You, got, you probably saw the AAR. They delivered the car target right. the afternoon after the apple seed, so it <laughs> wasn't anything to shoot at anyway. But we did make some noise, and we we sent some uh, 75 caliber balls downrange at the targets I made. Um, have you met Thor? No, I I haven't. Now, is he the three pounder? Is a 75 caliber? The, the three pound gun is a 2.67 inch diameter. Oh, okay, that's a, okay. That's a that's the artillery piece. Okay, and then you have some of the, the brown from the the, uh, the smooth bores that are 75. Right, uh, the the brown best is 75 caliber. Shoots a 69 to a 73 caliber ball, and right. the Charleville is a 69 caliber. Shoots a 60 to a 65 caliber ball, depending on how tight you want to try and work with it with the paper uh, cartridges. I saw them uh, last. Uh, well, maybe it was two or three weeks ago now. I can't remember, but I saw them doing their thing uh, uh, late one night, right before I was going to bed. I was trying to answer emails, and I had the uh, the TV on, but the volume turned off, and uh, I happened to look up and saw them doing the Cannon, mm-hmm. uh, not you guys. It was one of the, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what show it was, but I happened to look up just in time as they fired a uh, uh, a rifled cannon. So it must have been oh, one yeah. of the Civil War era pieces. Fired a yeah, rifle. Three-inch rifled guns. Those were nice guns. And they shot it uh, at a car, and they were they were a good distance off. And he aimed that thing, and he hit it square in the grill, and it came out square the out of the back, uh, you know. <laughs> 
and just and shredded everything in between. Oh yeah, um, Grendel, our three pounder, fires a two and five sixteenths inch ball which weighs two pounds and eleven ounces, and we fired it at 187 yards at a 1984 Pontiac, hit it in the front quarter panel, went through the engine and out the other side and buried itself a foot and a half into the berm behind it. So it's, uh, you've got, when you're talking about berms for cannon, you're talking about something fairly substantial. Right. Right, because, uh, <laughs> because those are some pretty heavy duty things. And you know, I used to, uh, I would always, I used to kind of say, well, what the heck, you know, they're firing these cannons, and these guys are taking off running. And uh, uh, in my mind, it was no different than at the time, you know, when I was looking and watching it on TV and stuff, I thought, well, this is like, uh, it's no different than a rifle. I mean, why are you standing still for the rifle, and you're running for the cannon? But it was different, you know. It was the uh, Revolutionary War equivalent of, uh, uh, you know, of the uh, 2,000-pound cluster bomb unit. You know, exactly. The canister we can fire out of a three-pound uh, artillery piece, which if you read, uh, I'm sure you did, read about Battle Road and Percy bringing up the three-pounders and erring in the fact that he didn't bring his ammo with him except for what was in the side boxes and the trail box. That's right. Solid shot was all he brought. That's right. So you think about that. You're firing at individual point targets where the, your militia was scattered out in a ragged line rather than in, you know, in some sort of a cohesive unit, which they were used to firing at. It wasn't especially effective, but it scared the living daylights out of them. Oh, yeah, well, they'd never faced anything like this before. So, no. You know, once you, once you uh, become a seasoned soldier, then you understand what you can and can't do. But uh, the militia had never faced can before, so they got this big booming thing off, and, uh, and they just say, uh, you better run. Somebody's got to be running. Well, better run. And it, it goes off and it throws a three-pound projectile that direction, hits the ground a few times and throws, you know, debris everywhere. It's very impressive, even on the on the skipping strike. So I was going to say that was the thing that uh, I think that I would fear the most, and that uh, I'm sure that where they where they were best used was in ranks when you had ranks formed up because sure they would fire this thing, and as long as it wasn't fired at a high angle. Uh, you know, fired down low, close to the ground, right. and uh, it would stay right there in that uh, that one foot to a five foot uh, band. And I'm telling you, it, there's not any probably 50 or 60 or even 70 people that are going to stop it. No, uh, we had just uh, mowed through. We had the range tables for the three pound gun, uh, light Patterson gun, which the English used and, and we used as well, since they were captured pieces. Uh, two and a half degrees of elevation and a full powder charge with a three-pound ball, uh, 919 yards extreme range. So you're not talking about a lot of elevation, and that thing would skip along. First strike out to 175 yards if you're put... Uh-oh, did I lose you? Uh, no, we're here. Something, something went a bit... Uh, if you're using a one-and-a-half degree elevation, your first strike is 175 uh, yards out, and it skips on from there, and it's kicking up sub-projectiles out of the debris on the ground, rocks, twigs, branches, gravel, that kind of thing, and throwing that in the air along with it. So if you get an enfilade position and your cannon can be employed down the ranks, you're going to make a real mess out of things. Oh, yeah. And it, you, you read, uh, when you start reading about it, and you start reading like the dry, uh, the technical stuff, uh, not just the, uh, 
You don't just read the story. You know, you mm-hmm. take your time and you go back through it. And then you start reading the records and stuff. You'll find that uh, that uh, cannon fire uh, caused a huge number of uh, casualties and death uh, during the Revolutionary War, and uh, it could then that was from all different ways. People had their legs taken off, uh, three or four guys by the same ball. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, people killed, of course, instantly when the uh, the huge chunk of lead impacted with uh, any other part of their body besides an extremity. Right. And uh, and then, of course, the most horrific uh, use of it, of course, I think the best use of it, one of the first times that uh, the Colonials employed it to uh, to great effect was, uh, like in the battles at uh, Trenton, whenever they, uh, they managed to set up uh, their cannon going straight down the streets, and right. as the Hessians uh, tried to form in ranks, they started firing shot. And for those of you guys who don't know it, the shot was just a, a bag of uh, of uh, different size uh, lead pieces. It could be anywhere from, I guess, from 30 caliber to, uh, depending on the size of the uh, the bore of the cannon, they could be uh, even apple size. Uh, but it would be multiple uh, shot, like a huge shotgun, and they would just fire this. And at Trenton, they were firing down uh, from the uh, flank of the forming uh, troops into the long lines of men forming up. And let me tell you, that cleared the street pronto. Real street sweeper. Right. Um, You know, this coming week that we're having, we're breaking in South Carolina. Did you see that? Yes, I did. You got to shoot there in Gaston. Yep. Uh, Son of Martha's going to be there, myself, uh, Talon. uh, I think two others are coming as well. Uh, So we're going to have a full crew, but it looks like we only have about 16... um, event attenders at the moment. I'd sure like to bring that up a little bit if we could have some help from some of the folks that are running the EPT or whoever's running that right now and see if we can't get 20, 25, maybe even 30 people there on that line. That'd be nice. Well, if you see uh, uh, Santa Martha, be sure to tell him I said hi. I'll do uh, that. I haven't seen him, uh, I guess it's been about two years now since I've seen him. And, uh, and he was uh, uh, one of my instructors at the uh, uh, at the shoot there in Ramsar, and he is just, I mean, just a, a one heck of a guy. Uh, yeah, amazing he's, he's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. That's right. He is a he's one of the true patriots. Uh, when you read about uh, Adams and Hancock and uh, and uh, Hamilton. Uh, all of the men, uh, Nathaniel Green, all of the folks from the American Revolution. If if Santa Martha were back in that day, you'd have to add Santa Martha's name because that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he is yeah. a true, uh, genuine patriot. There's no talk; it's all walk. Uh, but I will tell you a, a small, uh, just a quick, funny story about that, though, is that uh, he was uh, running the. Uh, boot camp there you know we would assemble at about seven in the morning and uh, it was hot it was hot 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 uh august north carolina day and uh, he had a one of those uh things that you drink out of on your back the uh camelback that, what, yeah camelback and and he had a uh, a can a yeah a can of coffee grinds and, oh, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he eats Folgers coffee. I've seen him do it. Yeah, and so he would be sitting there eating that Folgers coffee and drinking uh, water. And since he was eating Folgers coffee, 
And drinking water. He didn't need any brakes. No, heck and no. And if he didn't need brakes, we didn't need any brakes. Didn't he and the uh, one that the coined the 37-second minute? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was I was making fun of him one day, and I said, uh, and he, he's also a great mathematician and uh, an engineer, and uh, I said I could see him at night uh, in his tent working out some, uh, you know, some kind of arcane mathematical uh, <laughs> equations so that he could somehow subtract uh, uh, 23 seconds out of the minute so that, uh, you know, so that way... So they we could get some more they didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a great guy, and uh, I've got a, a ton of respect for him, and uh, I look forward to seeing him soon. Yeah. So be uh, sure and tell him I said hey. And, I'll do uh, that. Are you headed up to New York this summer? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just saw the post uh, by uh, uh, by Ed about the uh, – what I was trying to have do was a uh, – since I'm going to be up in New York anyway, uh, I was going to try and get those guys together – to have a RBC there uh, that week, and uh, you know, get some more help for Ed and the rest of the New York guys. And uh, so we're still working on that. And uh, even if that doesn't come through, maybe we can still have a uh, either a three-day apple seed or an IBC or something, so that we can get some extra time in for the folks, uh, you know, to shoot. Right. Uh, because uh, I would like to see, uh, I would like to get three days out of a two-day weekend. That would be my mathematical equation. And uh, and get an extra day of shooting in, so that uh, everybody has a chance to uh, to shoot at the uh, actual distance. I think a lot of times people don't understand uh, or they don't get it that uh, the 25 meter shooting. A lot of people have nothing good to say about 25 meter shooting. We used to get that all the time uh, from folks who had uh, who had never been to an apple seed, but they seem to be experts at uh, apple seed, uh, even though they'd never been to one. And they, until they tried to do it. Well, they, yeah, and they could tell you. The shooting at 25 meters was useless. It was mm-hmm. just useless. There's no reason to do that. Why would you ever do that? Well, the reason you do that is because it's very easy uh, to go down and get feedback from the targets, and your 25 meter zero is the same one as your uh, uh, 275 and 300 yard zero for the uh, 30 caliber battle rifle and the uh, mm-hmm. 223 battle rifle, respectively. Uh, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Because if you can hit four minutes of arc, at 25 meters, guess what? You'll hit four minutes of arc at 300 meters. Correct. So that's why we do it. Uh, but I would still like to get folks to uh, to have that third day to have to do the full distance shoot. That would give them the the uh, second day to finish polishing up their uh, groups, get them down to under 12 minutes of arc or so and then take them over there to the actual distance and let them fire that actual distance and see see that it's actually easier to shoot uh, actual distance than it is to shoot four minutes of arc at 25 meters. It's actually easier to shoot the uh, full distance AQT than it is to shoot the 25-meter AQT. Right. When People are always amazed at It works that. out easier. It's, 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 it's counterintuitive, but it, it does work. That's right. <clears throat> Well, listen, well, uh, um, Scott, I, I don't want to keep you, and I know you have other people queued up. It looks like there's a whole ton of people online here today. So I'm, I'm going to say goodbye to you and, and wish you the best of luck and hope you hope to see you this summer sometime. I'm headed up to Canton Minerva shoot the uh, first weekend in June, and then I'll be up that direction for most of the rest of the summer. So Where, are you gonna be, where will you be in July? 
Uh, well, the July 4th weekend, I'm going to be, a, believe it or not, a French and Indian War event at Fort Where Niagara. Else? Fort Niagara. No kidding. Okay, no then kidding. I'll, make it a, I'll make it a point to get over there. It's a 275th event. So okay. It, uh, it's going to be a fairly big one, and it's uh, it's all going to be in period. In other words, we have to be in character 24-7, and we'll be pulling guard duty and def- uh, fatigue details and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll just dress up and sneak on. Well, you just go right ahead. We we have more than one gun. We can always crew more than one piece that way. Okay. So I um, hope that maybe I'll get to see you this summer. Well, we will. I'll make it a point to. I love the story of that fort anyway and the uh, French and Indian War. It is a good one. You take care of yourself, and I'll be listening in. Okay. I'm just going to put your uh, – I'm just going to mute your mic, but I'll leave it. I'm not going to hang up on you unless you just – unless you, if you want to hang up, you hang up. But I'll just mute your mic for now. Thanks, right. Dave. God bless you, you and all Talk of you uh, your family. Oh, thank you very much. All Bye. Right. That was Cannon Man 61, uh, uh, another great guy. Let me tell you that uh, the Alpha program doesn't have uh, uh, any bozos in it. The Alpha program uh, is made up of the absolute best people uh, in the United States of America. So, uh, yeah. You can come to an Appleseed event, all right? You come to an event, guess what? You're going to look around you. You're going to see folks just like you. You're going to see patriots to your left and to your right on the line, good men and women. And guess what you can do then? You can get rid of your sorry friends that you've been carrying on your back for years, always wondering why you were doing it in the first place, and replace them with Appleseed friends who pull their weight. Appleseed friends who uh, do just as much for you as you always seem to be doing for your other uh, sorry friends, all right? Uh, And I'm talking about the summer soldiers in the sunshine patriots that uh, most folks are burdened with, the folks who can't find the time to go to the range, who can't find the time to to make it to an Appleseed event. Hey, why don't you come to an Appleseed event this weekend? Oh, man, yeah, I'd really like to, but uh, the uh, put uh, name of football team here. Are playing this weekend, man. I can't miss that. Wow. You're kidding, right? You'd rather keep your head in the sand and uh, stand in that road watching as the uh, 18-wheeler that approaches, chewing your cud until it smacks you head on and throws you in the ditch with four broken legs and a broken back. Well, good for you. Uh, maybe uh, maybe you can do your friendly duty then and, uh, and put a... Uh, uh, a sympathy uh, coup d'etat, uh, uh, not a coup d'etat, coup de gras uh, in them to ease their suffering. <clears throat> Replace those guys with people, with people who say, you know what, let's go. Let's go to the Apple Seed event. Hey, what else? I know what else we can do. Let's get some other po- folks to go with us. Let's get some of our neighbors, folks we can count on when they go and get tough. Let's get them and get them to understand how to uh, to become the masters of their rifles, understand what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot, what it means to care about safeguarding the liberties and rights that you have. Because I'll say it again, as I say it over and over and over, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is not a right at all. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There's a contractual agreement between you and this country. 
that says you'll have those rights only as long as you are ready each and every single day to safeguard those rights, to defend those rights with everything you have in you. It's not our job here at the FC program to point out icebergs, all right? We've got plenty of people doing that uh, every day. Switch on any channel. Switch on any channel, uh, and you will see it. You will see, you'll hear the, uh, the iceberg pointer outers. And uh, I'm telling you, every one is just as good as the other one. Uh, you can uh, listen to the mainstream media, and you can get their drivel uh, from the left. You can listen to the... Uh, uh, to the uh, Fox News, and you'll get their uh, uh, drivel from their perspective. Now, at least they, uh, at least they have a more honest approach to it. But none of them will give you any answers on how to fix it. Everybody just yells iceberg, iceberg. Well, we need our men and women who are ready to help devise plans to melt the icebergs, to steer around them, uh, to, uh, place, uh, uh, to place words of wisdom on those icebergs that will uh, destroy them. That's what you'll get at the Apple Sea program. You'll get an introduction on how to do that. <clears throat> if you don't think that something is going wrong in this country, if you don't think that... Uh, that if you're not doing something right now, if you're not in some way, and I'm telling you, you better be doing more than less because it looks to me like the vehicle that's heading toward us as we stand in the road chewing our cud is not doing 10 miles an hour like I do in my vehicle. It looks like it's doing about 120. And it's not just a little uh, one-ton farm truck. We're talking about a, an 80-ton, 18-wheeler rolling at you. We're talking about a, a one million ton uh, oil tanker that's heading right for you. You better get your act together. You better get a plan. And you better start on getting that plan yesterday. How are you going to get that plan? You're going to go to appleseedinfo.org. You're going to click on Appleseed. On the top left, that's going to bring a drop-down menu down. When it comes down, you'll see Schedule. Click on Schedule, and that will bring up a schedule of events. You can look at those events, and you can find one near you. Go to that Appleseed event. Find out how to become the master of your rifle. And at the same time, find out what it means to be an American. American doesn't stand in the road waiting to be run over by the farm truck. An American doesn't stand on the deck of the Titanic with his hands on top of his head, pulling his hair, yelling, Woe is me! Who will save me? We are Americans, and we save ourselves. At the Apple Sea Program, we are not asking anyone's permission to save America. We see a problem, and we're going to fix it. And you're either standing with us to help us fix the problem, or you're in our way, so get out of the way. Yeah, there's a lot of icebergs heading our way right now. But if you let yourself get sidetracked by looking at the icebergs, 
by yelling iceberg, iceberg, then that's all you're going to be is an iceberg lookout. Okay? You're never going to put your heart, your shoulder to the wheel that, uh, that helps run the machine, that sets the, uh, uh, the big uh, gas burners uh, burning, that heats up the atmosphere and causes the icebergs to melt. Okay? The icebergs aren't the problem. It's the climate that allows them to form. That's a problem. If you get stuck on every single iceberg, buddy, let me tell you, you're going to be lost in, uh, in an endless sea of icebergs. I'll tell you right now, even uh, and it's a wonderful analogy because you can go out there right now and you can see the sea is filled with tens of thousands of icebergs. So if you're going to be counting icebergs and pointing them out, listen, you've already you've got a job and you don't have time for apple seed, okay? Because you're going to be you're going to be settled down with pointing out the icebergs. Good luck to you, okay? Because it's going to be a never-ending job. It will be never-ending. Be like the hamster on the little rail that goes round and round and round and round and round, and that's all you're going to do is point out at icebergs. <clears throat> Good luck to you. Happy uh, hamster wheeling. Get involved with a program that does something about it. And listen, whenever we uh, we start you at the Alpha program, we get you started. It's like a uh, it's like basic training for life, basic training for becoming an American. Appleseed isn't the the answer for every single situation, but it is the the place to get started. It is the way to get your feet wet and understand how to get started. I told you before, every uh, every journey begins with the first step. And the Appleseed program is the first step. You want to figure out how to get started in this? Come to an Appleseed event. Uh, Okay. We've got uh, got several more callers here. Uh, 361-779, you're on the air. Hi, Scout. It's Pop. Well, hey, Pop. How are you doing? I knew that was you. I I thought you might. I don't want to take a lot of time on, on here tonight. I know there's a lot of uh, callers on. But... Okay, well, I'll just hang up then. Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Listen, did you hear me earlier? I was thanking you for the work you've done in Corpus, and I want to thank you again uh, uh, right now for the work you've done in Corpus, and not just not just for getting the, uh, the stuff set up and getting the people motivated. I, I want to thank you uh, for being involved in this every day. Uh, you you take this job. You've taken the job on the mission on, uh, just like we would like every other single person to. And that is, uh, this isn't a hobby. Uh, this is a mission. This is a way of life. Uh, being an American and safeguarding your rights and your liberties is not something that uh, you can do as a hobby. It's not something that you can uh, you can uh, forget to do uh, for a couple of months and then say, oh yeah, that's right. I got to remember my liberties are okay. And uh, get back, get them out of the closet, and take a look at them, dust them off. Uh, it's something you have to do every single day, and you, my friend, are one of the guys that does it every single day. Well, yes, Scout, I think you. Uh, I would encourage everybody to develop that mindset. Uh, uh, specifically, I, I just wanted to mention a couple of things that, uh, that we've done this week. Um, hey, Pop. Yeah. The uh, the folks in the chat room 
uh, they're about ready to crack you over the head with something. They said you have to uh, you have to get closer to your phone and and yell. Okay. Well, I'm yelling. Okay. There you go. Can you hear me now? I think we can hear you a little bit better now. Actually, outside. And I'm not okay. In but just uh, real quick, I uh, I took a I went to uh, to Austin several weeks ago to the Capitol to some uh, hearings and to visit our representatives from this area. And yesterday, uh, I took a, a couple from uh, uh, that live down here in Corpus with us, and the four of us went up to Austin and spent uh, a good solid twelve hours inside the Capitol. Uh, at hearing various hearings, uh, uh, meeting with uh, our representatives and our senator and a few other people, and uh, spending a little time watching on the House floor and so on, and doing some testifying on bills that we have an interest in, mm-hmm. and an extremely enlightening experience, I will tell you. And I oh, yeah. And I don't have time to go into any of the details of that right now, but it was it was just terrific. And the, the couple that went with us absolutely uh, are energized now. What they're going to do is uh, probably this next week take somebody else up there with them, and uh, we probably will take somebody else with us. And uh, before long, we'll have a bunch of people going up, and our legislators have encouraged us to do that. Well, I've been to the... Uh... I've been up to the Capitol three times now, and uh, each time I meet more people, I make more friends, uh, I pass out more literature, uh, I get more invitations to come back and pass more out. And uh, listen, it's not—it's it's really not a—it's uh, uh, not a hard road to hoe there. I mean, uh, most of the people are more than willing to listen to you, and uh, or at least they're good at faking it, you know. <laughs> at least. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, uh, Sally and I went to uh, to Walmart, which is not my favorite store, but we went over there this afternoon to get some 22 ammo. They had some in. And before we knew it, uh, there were like eight or ten guys standing around listening to us talk about Appleseed. And we're answering questions and passing out cards. And they're kind of wondering if what we're telling them was was true, you know, on the up and up, and suddenly uh, a guy walks up and starts chiming in, he had heard us talking, and talking about all of how great Appleseed was, and I turned around, and it's one of the guys that was at the Appleseed event here in Corpus last weekend, and, and uh, it was just like uh, uh, Providence, you know, <laughs> to, to have, uh, have this guy uh, walk in and verify everything that we're saying. So, well, I you think it wasn't Providence? Let me tell you, I see Providence, I see the hand of God at work every day in this organization. And uh, and that's one of the things that helps me uh, stay with it, is that, uh, uh, you know, I read a book uh, a while back called Almost a Miracle. And if you want to read a good book about the revolution, that is a good book, Almost a Miracle. And uh, it goes through how, that logically, there's no way we should be here as a country. We made mistake after mistake after mistake, and yet, each time we made a mistake, a door opened, and uh, we were able to claim a victory, uh, and we were able to continue on, and uh, I have great faith that the same thing is happening now. 
uh, it, it was just a fantastic experience <laughs> over the last two days. Let me say one thing before I, I, I get off. Uh, I, I got to give a lot of credit, uh, everything to to Kevin, the BDG, uh, and to Gooch, and of course to Metalbot uh, for coming down. And and without them, uh, I mean, we just we just had a very good shoot this last uh, April 19th weekend, and and I really appreciate all that they have done. And so we're looking. Listen, to- listen I I I need to uh, whenever I whenever I single out people. To give them thanks, just because a lot of times I don't, uh, I don't know exactly who all is who all is involved, but I do know that uh, there are a lot of guys involved in the Corpus Christi uh, and working down there. Kevin, uh, he's a tireless worker. BEG is, is another one. Uh, Metalbot is doing a great job. Uh, that's for me. That that's not surprising because the folks involved in Appleseed are great people, and uh, you have a great crew down there. And uh, I know that it's going to pick up immediate speed, uh, especially because uh, for for you guys that don't know Respiratory Pop, I don't think that in his life he's ever met a stranger. Uh, He's willing to to talk, to start up a a long conversation at the drop of the hat, and if need be, he'll drop that hat himself. Uh, He's willing to start a conversation anywhere he goes, and I love that about him because he works tirelessly in uh, in getting the word out. And word of mouth is the number one way that the Appleseed message is getting out right now, word of mouth. So thanks to you and all of your crew, BDG, uh, to Kevin Ramsey, to everyone that's involved uh, with the Corpus events and in South Texas. And uh, hopefully very soon we'll get uh, Kevin his own place uh, a little bit farther south near uh, uh, the uh, southern tip of Texas. Yeah, we're working on that one, too, Scout. Well, get on. Let somebody else get on, and uh, I'll be listening, okay? All right. Okay, Pop, thank you for calling in, and uh, I'm just going to put you on mute so you can keep listening if you want to, and uh, and if we get in a bind, uh, then I'll put you back on. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, if you get uh, – if anybody is doing the uh, – uh, the – let me see the uh, Wayland. If anyone is involved with the Wayland shoot, that's the May 31st and uh, 30th to 31st female-only shoot in Wayland, Indiana. If uh, if you guys will call in or uh, mention on chat who it is, then uh, then let me know about that because I like to hear about that. that's a female-only shoot. And uh, so if somebody has uh, the information on that, uh, be sure and call in and. And let me know what's going on there with that one. Let everybody know what's going on. And a special thanks to uh, uh, to Gooch too. And for you guys that uh, uh, that haven't heard about it yet, <clears throat> Gooch, along with Stuart Rhodes, is uh, one of the guys that uh, have uh, started up the program uh, called Oath Keepers. And I believe you can get to it from OathKeepers.com, or at least you can find the information for it. And uh, they have a great program that they're working on there. And we wish them. Uh, uh, the best of luck and skill with it, and uh, we hope to start getting uh, getting them involved with uh, the Appleseed program as far as uh, having some of their reps come out and talk about it at the shoots. And uh, if you want more information about that, if you're on the Appleseed forum, go ahead and uh, PM Gooch uh, with any questions you have about it, or go to oldkeepers.com. 
All right. Let's see. Uh, I see here on the uh, the chat that Gooch that uh, Pop says that Gooch did do uh, a presentation on April nineteenth at the Oath Keepers. So thank you for that, Pop. And uh, <coughs> all right. Uh, was there anybody uh, if you're listening that uh, is doing the Wayland uh, shoot May thirty thirty first? Be sure and call in. Uh, we'll take another call now from uh, let's see. Three six one six five five. You're on the air. Hello. Three six one six five five. Is this a snake? You listen. I can hear the radio in the background. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I had to get up and do something. I just got back. Well, uh, you know you're not supposed to be taking any breaks during the show. What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, I had a sick mother back there I'm still helping with. And, uh, <laughs> this is a snake in Fort Lavaca. I'm, uh, you know that guy you just talked to? Yeah, I told you before. Don't go putting that over the air that you're a pop's friend, Snake. <laughs> yeah. How did, y'all, how did you uh, do with the shoot? Oh, I, I tell you what. I'm going to tell you something. I've been shooting. I'm 61 years old. I'm pop's age. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting a rifle since I was like six or eight years. I don't remember. You know, all my life that I can remember. I've started shooting. My daddy had me out there with a rifle, and he hold it, and I get to pull the trigger, you know. that. I mean, that's, what, uh, well over 50 years. And, right. But I'm going to tell you something. I've shot in a lot of informal bench rests and stuff. And in our gun club, I was president of our gun club for many years, and but I'm going to tell you something. That apple seed, those instructors at Corpus Christi, I have never seen anybody any more professional than those guys. Oh, yeah. They were excellent. And I tell you what, that's a big draw for apple seed. You get somebody at one of those shoots one time with people that good, and you're going to have them come back because they want, they want the best, and that's the best. Well, I think a lot of people think that uh, because we're uh, grassroots, nonprofit, all volunteer organization, that it's going to be some kind of a, uh, uh, you know, just a, uh, uh, just a uh, cobble together kind of thing, and uh, uh, and that uh, we're going to be going off uh, half cocked, uh, as it were. Uh, what they don't realize is that uh, the apple seed instructors, before you ever get to uh, to run a shoot. Uh, you have upwards of 80 hours on your uh, on your instructor card, and uh, uh, we we are we run the shows extremely professionally. Uh, we have a very high uh, uh, standards for the shoots. We have an excellent safety record, and uh, safety is always our prime consideration at an event. And we run these shoots. Uh, uh, I think that just uh, very professionally. Uh, I've, I don't think that I've seen any shoots really even that match our professionalism until you get to uh, national events like uh, CMP and stuff like that. Uh, other than that, we're, uh, we have, we're holding a, uh, uh, extremely professional events every weekend of the year. Yeah, you're holding up the standard, I'm telling you. That's right. I agree with everything he said, man. It's just 
awesome to to be a part of something like that. Well, did you uh, listen to Gucci's uh, his Oath Keepers presentation? I wasn't there Sunday. See, I oh, was on Sunday. Okay, other here, and I didn't get to be there Sunday. But I know Gooch now, and he's a heck of a guy. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, he's a heck of an instructor too. I know it's an instructor in training, but man, if he's in training, all he well, lacks is the time. Well, like I said, our, even our instructors in training are usually have uh, have a minimum of. Uh, Oh, 40 or 50 hours of uh, instruction, you know, but whenever they go through an RBC, uh, you're talking about eight days of eight to ten hour a day uh, classes. So you're talking about a minimum of 60 hours already uh, when you go yeah. to an RBC. And then all that does is get you uh, the uh, the card to be an instructor in training. Now you've got to do uh, quite a few more shoots. So there's uh, another... Uh, uh, 16 hours for each shoot you do. So a lot of times, by the time you get to be a red hat, you've got 80 to 100 hours of instruction and uh, and training, and uh, that that's is like what keeps our standards high. That's like hours in a plane. That's a lot. Yeah, that that is a lot. So, well, listen. Uh, thanks, Snake, for calling in. And I we tell you what, it. I got uh, I got to say, uh, I've learned a lot on the uh, uh, on the site. Like, I've got a grand, and I've been going in there and asking questions and talking and chatting on the site, and not chatting, but, you know, uh, putting questions on there and getting answers and interacting. And I I tell you what, I I can't say enough. I've learned more in the last uh, two months than I did for, I think, 54 years or so, you know. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, Scout, I appreciate talking to you again, and... I'll try to make this a habit. Oh, please do. And uh, and anybody else that's interested, be sure and get onto the Appleseed Forum. You go to AppleseedInfo.org, uh, click on links, and that will pull down the uh, the forum. Click on forum, and that will take you to a page where you can register uh, to become a member of the forum, just like uh, Snake did. And that lets right. you get on there and uh, ask questions and make comments. And uh, as, uh, as Snake said, the Appleseed Forum is different than a lot of forums. We don't do a lot of, uh, hey, how you doing? What are you wearing next Friday? Uh, we don't do a lot of that. What we do is we try and push the Appleseed mission forward. And uh, so we don't have a lot of time for, for idle chit-chat. Sometimes people get their get themselves bent a little bit of shape because uh, uh, they'll be getting off the uh, mission statement and and posting some other stuff, and they'll just be asked, usually politely, that... Uh, to stay on, stay on the mission, and uh, as long as you left your ego at the door, then uh, there's no problem there, because we have a mission and we're sticking to it, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Thanks, Snake. Thanks for calling uh, in. Can I, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go right ahead. Say one more thing. Go right ahead. Well, because you just hit on it. Uh, like I said, I've been around shooting a long time. But I tell you what, I want to tell everybody that might be listening and, and to spread this word, what you said, about leaving your ego at the door. You have to, uh, and you'll get so much more out of it. If oh, yeah, we, everybody in the shooting community is, uh, we're all passionate men and women, or we wouldn't be here. And patriots are passionate men and women. But uh, the gun culture has a terrible habit of uh, biting and attacking its own, 
snarling like a pack of wolves, going after each other like hungry piranha. And uh, we can't do that if we're going to win. We're going to have to put aside our egos, our differences. And uh, somebody says something, uh, and first of all, a, a forum or PMs or emails uh, are very easy for you to, for your tone of voice, what you're trying to say, to be misunderstood. Never go off half-cocked. Always, uh, if you think somebody said something about you, forget about it. Forget about it. Don't let that bother you. What do you care what somebody says or thinks about you? You know who you are. You know what you're trying to say. Don't let anything like that get between you and a chance to uh, to get your word out about Appleseed or to, to cause any kind of internal fracas uh, among Appleseed members or patriots. Don't let, let, don't let ourselves be our worst enemies. All right, Snake, God bless you. and Take care of your mom, and uh, I hope that she's well. And uh, be sure and call in this next week also. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, y'all, you have a good one, buddy. You too, brother. I'll be listening. Bye-bye. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let me say that again because it's so important. I've got to say it twice, and that is don't let ego get between you and your mission. Don't let uh, uh, so many of us seem to have, and I've been guilty of it just like everybody else has, of, of letting something somebody else says and many times, it's not even, it's a completely misunderstood thing. And yet, and yet we still let it get between us and the mission. I'm telling you, if we have any hope of winning this, it's going to have to be done with all of us together in one sack. All right? We have no room for anyone to say, uh, I feel as though I've been insulted and now I've got to go punch somebody in the face. Okay? Uh, number two is I've done it before, and it doesn't, it, it, it never works. It's never satisfactory. And what happens is you end up punching somebody in the face that was uh, maybe offering you an ice cream or something. And uh, oh, then you really feel good, don't you? Uh, you go and you smack somebody uh, smack somebody down, and they go, wait, that's not what I was saying. I was saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't saying that at all. And then you look dumb, and you feel dumb, and you feel small and mean and petty. All right, here's a way to avoid that. Don't let it happen in the first place. Let it rain off your back. Let it go. Let it rain off you. Uh, area code 804320. You're on the air? Yeah. You don't know who this is, do you, Scott? Well, I, well hold on. Uh, I hear the I, I hear some the voice I recognize, uh, but let me put a name to it. Uh, uh, hold on. I'll get in just a second. You, were you at the last? Uh, you were at the college station, Appleseed. No, I was at uh, I was at a Devilla apple seed a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then you got me. Who is this? VA shooter. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, I tell you what. If there's anybody in apple seed that I that I miss, it's you and the girls do too. They've been asking me about you. How have you been, brother? I've been doing fine. I've been I've been raising instructors up here in Virginia. Yeah, and you've been doing a great job, too. Uh, everybody that's listening, this is uh, V.A. Shooter. He's a, uh, uh, whether he knows it or not, he's a good friend to me and uh, and just one heck of a guy. And uh, you've heard me talk about him before because I've told you a story about going to the Rifleman's Boot Camp and uh, and having a guy beside me who uh, who had a little bit of shooting experience. As a matter of fact, he'd been shooting competitively about uh, almost a half a century and. Uh, and I tell you the story of how he still learned something at the Rifleman's boot camp. And 
how much he wished he could have gotten the apple seed, uh, uh, you know, 40 years earlier before he started shooting. Uh, uh, VA shooter is a, uh, a competitive high power shooter. He was a champion shooter in the Navy. Uh, and uh, what was your other job? Were you a boiler tech or uh, what were you doing? Uh, I was in uh, aviation electronics. Okay, uh, aviation electronics, and then uh, started shooting. And uh, and uh, for you guys that don't know anything about the military, uh, the military, if there's any, if you have any high skill, and I'm telling you, it could be anything from basketball to playing the trumpet. They'll yank you out of your line uh, and put you in, put you in whatever it is you're doing. And uh, that will be your job until your enlistment's up is whatever it is. I don't know if they do that to you for shooting, but usually they will. <laughs> still there, Doug? Say again? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, what's going on? Let us know about uh, what's going on out there. Uh, we're we're doing good. We uh, I got a mini apple seed coming up Sunday. In uh, middle of May, we got a, a full apple seed coming up, and uh, we've got uh, I guess eight or nine of them in Virginia this year. Right, and you have been doing that for for years now. You have been uh, you're one of the kings of the uh, minis. Uh, I know that you I, I get I get more volunteers from minis than anywhere else. Yeah, you've gotten a lot of folks into the program, and I and we've talked about that uh, on steering committee and stuff about uh, about trying to uh, you know to open up the program a lot more to minis because. Uh, a lot of people uh, are afraid to jump in with both feet a lot of times and commit to two days on an apple seed. And yet uh, you can uh, you can draw in the people just as easily or even easier by saying, listen, we're going to have a, a four-hour or a six-hour get-together at the range. And, uh, and while it's on apple seed, it gives the people the taste of apple seed. And then uh, once they know, once they understand what it is, uh, my, it's been my experience that uh, at the end of the mini, if you were having a mini on a Sunday and you said, let's have a whole apple seed and we'll do it again tomorrow, then most of them would say, okay, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, you've done a great job up there with that. How is, uh, how's your family there doing? They're doing fine. Uh, in fact, I think I might even get my son-in-law to, to come out and do uh, do the mini. No kidding. When are you going to be down in Texas again? I tell you, I'd sure like to get down there. Uh, I've got your, I've got a I'm chair a, here with your name on it still. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to uh, check the check the schedule and see what what's open. And uh, and Mark Alonso wants to uh, he wants to put a, a complete roof on the shower so that uh, people won't uh, so they won't get rained on or snowed on. While they're taking a shower, so that might be another incentive for you. Well, the uh, you know it, it's not all that bad getting rained on while you're in the shower. <laughs> he, he said it was because it was cold rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what else you got? How was your uh, April nineteenth event? It went real well. I went over into West Virginia. And uh that, was that the first uh was that the first shoot there? Was it no, it was the second. The second. Okay. I I held one over there in March with the machine and uh on his uh dedicated apple seed range. Right. 
And then in April, I went back over there again. And uh, I'll tell you, there's some great people over there. We had a a 10-year-old girl that uh, shot all day Saturday, and she shot all day Sunday with with a rifle that stuck four inches out. She had to put the rifle under under her arm, and it stuck four inches out the back. It was so much too big for her. But she shot all day, both days, and uh, in between strings of fire, she'd lay over and she'd catnap. And uh, old dog was there instructing, and he asked her, you know, was she was she getting tired? Was it too much work for her? And she said no. But Saturday night, after she got through with the apple seed, she had to go home and do chores. So it was two thirty in the morning before she got to bed. Oh, my gosh. What did she do? And she was back up. <coughs> Excuse me. She was back up Sunday morning and back over there shooting again. You know, I find that uh, I find that, that is not the exception uh, for apples for kids and apple seed. And, uh, and every kid there was being homeschooled. That's it. That's one of the things right there, too, is that... Uh, most of the most of the folks that we get out here at the apple seeds are... Uh, most of the kids are homeschool kids. Yeah, and, we had we had uh, we had five families there. Not not the complete families, but some of them were were complete, and others were, you know, two or three kids, and maybe the mother. Yeah, you know, the homeschool kids don't uh, they don't give up. They don't uh, retreat back to the car and turn the radio on and read comics. Oh no, uh, they, these guys they were they were happy. They were doing what they wanted to do. Right, and they listen to what you say. They say yes, sir, no, sir, and uh, and they soldier through it. They soak it up, and they 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 soldier on through the uh, through the training. And like you said, they they overcome. Uh, they are the uh, the epitome of riflemen in training. They uh, adapt. They overcome. They persist uh, until they get uh, everything that they can out of the course. I told you we had the adventure scouts. So I think you were here for them. The Venture Scouts at the end of the, uh, the yeah. uh, boot camp, remember? Because you yeah. were down there working with them. Uh, remember those kids that came and their uh, chaperone had bought all those uh, those rifles straight out of the pawn shops? Yeah. One girl had the lever action tube fed with the sights, the rear sights taped on, and uh, not a one of them cried or gave up or walked off. They went through the whole thing. And uh, the girl with the... Uh, uh, the taped on sites came back and made riflemen uh, at this night, last 19th event. Excellent. So uh, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's very heartening to to uh, run into people like that. The whole the whole group of people that was over there, you know, were were real American patriots. That's right. <clears throat> well, anything else going on? No, that's uh, that's about it. I just wanted to uh, tell you that I was listening in, and uh, you were you were talking about uh, Son of Martha oh, yeah. running boot camp from seven thirty yeah. in the morning till nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Hey, listen, oh, let, me yeah. tell, let me tell you a story about you now too. Uh, <laughs> this is a, an, a, another part of that same boot camp. Here we are. Uh, and like you said, he, he ran it uh, all day long. We don't do that anymore. 
for the boot camps. So don't, don't none of you guys get uh, worried about it. But uh, we used to, uh, and we did it at the boot camp uh, uh, in August in North Carolina. Hotter than the blue blazes, even at night. Uh, you said we sat in the classrooms just sweating, <clears throat> and uh, Doug would come in for the classroom, and uh, usually I sat next to Doug, and he would come in and he would sit in that chair, and and Doug is a big old bull of a man, and uh, he's uh, he's stocky, and he would sit in that chair, and once he sat down, then his body just kind of cemented itself to that shape there, and uh, and his head would kind of nod over, and then. And that would be it. And nobody ever said anything about Doug not listening to ballistics and stuff because uh, they just accepted his 40-plus uh, years as a competitive shooter <laughs> that he didn't have to listen to uh, to a level one ballistics. Uh, yeah, but that didn't, that didn't stop him. He was still there uh, in the classroom with us, in body uh, at least for sure. And uh, that's that's my Doug story. I was I was dreaming about ballistics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I should have missed you, Doug. And uh, I, I'm I'm going to figure out some way to finagle myself into some uh, into one of the shoots that you're at, so that uh, I can see you and shake your hand again. And uh, maybe I can do it this summer. Yeah, I'll I might. Uh, I'll I'll see about maybe trying to get back down there to to Texas. Okay, I'm going to take a look at uh, the schedule, see where you're at, and uh, see how close I can uh, get myself to that location. One of the problems with, uh, one of the things that's good and bad, of course, about uh, being an instructor is, is the longer you do it and the better you get at it, the, uh, you know, the higher position that you get as far as more responsibilities and stuff like that. But the bad thing is, is that, you know, the higher you get, the less chance you get to see uh, some of your friends at, because... There, because we're stretched pretty tight for instructors, so there's there's not many times that we can have. Uh, uh, Doug is also a, a master instructor. So there's not many times that we can have two master instructors at the same place because it's just not uh, uh, economically or uh, it's just not viable to have uh, two guys at the same place. So, so a lot of us don't get to see each other anymore, and uh, maybe we can get together some kind of a. Uh, an apple seed rendezvous. I know there's been talk for the last couple of years. You know, some kind of yeah, apple we've been, seed rendezvous. Uh, we've been doing that for the instructors in Virginia, and it works real well. We're gonna, you know, in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, there's uh, St. John's Church, mm-hmm. and St. John's Church has been there a long time. In fact, uh, that's the site of the the Second Virginia Congress where they were uh, discussing whether or not to join those rowdies up in Massachusetts uh, and and, uh, fight the British. Mm -hmm. And the uh, St. John's Church is is where uh, Tom Paine gave his Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. Right. And in in the summertime, every Sunday afternoon, They've got uh, professional actors that recreate that Congress and uh, and that speech, and it's about a, a two-hour program, and uh, it's uh, no no charge for it. But that's one of the things we're going to try to do this summer: is get all the the surrounding instructors to come, and we're all going to go to listen to Tom Payne give his speech. 
You mean the the Patrick Henry speech, right? Excuse me, I mean Patrick Henry. I'm... Yeah, Washington had uh, he'd given out a call. He was he was uh, there was no information that he could get about the uh, disposition of the British forces uh, when they were across in New Jersey. He had no way of knowing uh, where they are, or what they were up to, and uh, so he, they asked for uh, some folks to. Uh, to volunteer to go as spies, and Patrick Henry was one of the guys who volunteered to go. Now, he wasn't well-suited for a spy. For one thing, he was just too honest, and uh, uh, he was also too well-known. And uh, he went over there, tried to do his job, rode into the British camp and uh, uh, under the guise of a, a school schoolmaster and uh, started asking questions and very quickly became the center of attention and even got pointed out by his cousin, who was a loyalist with the uh, the troops there, and he was summarily ordered to be hanged. And uh, he gave his uh, he gave his speech right before he was hanged, and I believe it was from Cato. And uh, he he did it so eloquently that even the British uh, soldiers and officers uh, who were witnessing the execution were moved by it. Uh, it certainly didn't stop him from hanging him because they hanged him sure enough right then and there. But they were still moved by uh, by his expressions of loyalty and uh, by his honor and courage. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking of the, what you were saying before about yeah, Tom Payne. About Thomas Payne. And yeah, he, <laughs> and so that was on a, my mind. Yeah, he was <laughs> a master. He was a master of uh, of the word, and I don't think enough credit is given to Thomas Payne for the work that he did. And a lot of people don't even know uh, where some of the stuff come from. Uh, where the, uh, the these are the times of Triman's souls and uh, all the work that he, yeah. that he had done. So, well, he solidified the uh, the thinking of the of the average person. They 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 got to read his writings, and and it uh, made them think about. What was going on, and and uh, got them headed in the right direction. Right. Whenever he published uh, Common Sense, they put it out. Yep. It was the that was the turn that caused the folks to stop thinking about uh, about the revolution as uh, as a as a localized rebellion, and to start thinking about it as a uh, as an ideology for a new nation, and uh, that was a huge turning point. And then whenever he, uh, whenever he saw the the, the darkness of '76, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the winter of '76, and he he wrote the American Crisis, and he put it out. And when he put it out, he told the the guys, the printers, he said to sell it for not more than two pennies, and that was just to cover. That's what it cost them for the paper and the ink for each one. He said, to, you know, to have it printed yep. out for not more than two pennies, and then he gave the copyright to, uh, freedom to everybody, so it could be it could be printed and passed out. And that was another case of uh, of being able to solidify the ideology behind what was going on. You know, and getting people to think of this uh, in, in a real fashion, and it helped. I'm telling you that uh, Thomas Paine's pamphlets and his uh, his words altered the course of history. Uh, for America. Yes, they did. Well, VA Shooter, thank you so much.
Thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, you're a, a rock of the program. Well, I, I appreciate what you're what, appreciate what you're doing down there in Texas. At least you, I think uh, Fred now is, has quit talking about Texas. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hopefully that hopefully it will be picking up speed. Uh, you know, in the next few months, because uh, if we don't, we're going to get sunk. This is the whole problem. The whole program is because we're getting ready to hit this next year, and when we hit this next year. Uh, this is going to be one of the first really hard ones, so we had all better get our ourselves ready for this coming year. What's that they say? The only easy year was last year. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Maybe the first one. Maybe the first year was the easy one. You know. That must it, have been. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you, brother. Thank you. All Good right. talking to you. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Another great man of Appleseed, uh, VA shooter, Doug Bronenberg. Area code 575-491. OG, is that you? Yes, Sam here, Scout. How you oh, doing? Sam. Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are things going in New Mexico? Really good. Really good. They had such a nice shoot up at Raton, even with that lousy weather and 20 people having to cancel out. That was a beautiful shoot they had. What about the what about the, the foot massages and stuff they offer there? How'd that go? <laughs> I don't know. I never have had a chance to try that out. <laughs> Tom told me uh, after the first one in in New Mexico. Tom is the uh, uh, the state coordinator for New Mexico there, and uh, he's helped out by uh, by Sam D and Blue Feather and uh, and by gosh, I for, uh, I swear every time I think of Blue Feather and uh, her uh, shooting partner, I can't remember his name. Glock. What is it? That's Tyler's Glock. Yeah, Tyler's Glock. Okay. I don't know why I have like a little uh, dark spot there with that name, Tyler's Glock. One heck of a guy, let me tell you. Both uh, he and Blue Feather are. <clears throat> anyway, Tom told me after he went to the Raton shoot that uh, he said, oh, yeah, it was great. He said, you know, they had like a, uh, they had these little, uh, uh, I guess, cabins that you could stay in and like a little spa and stuff like that. And I was thinking, man, that is like a uh, an extra special fancy apple seed location there. And uh, I asked him if there was a if there was like foot massages and stuff. He goes, oh, well, I think that there was, but I didn't get one. And uh, <laughs> I was just kind of joking. <laughs> but I, I tell you, uh, I really need to 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 thank VA Shooter. He did to Appleseed a tremendous, uh, a tremendous good thing by going over there and running that Stinson shoot and the Stinson shoot. Uh, I remember talking with the machine first time and, and seeing him on the forum, and that man was hungry for Appleseed. Now we got a DAR on his land. We got shoots going over there. Pretty soon they have their own instructor staff, and I know it was tight coming up with a someone to go over and, and run that shoot, and VA Shooter went over there and just did it both times, and that was a great thing, and i like well, to thank you for it. Well, and and thank you for getting the ball rolling there, because I'm not sure, uh, I, maybe it would have happened, and maybe it wouldn't have, but uh, I thank you for talking to the folks there and putting the ball in their hands, because once you got it rolling and, uh, and you let them see... Uh, 
what the program was about and that there was real people, real good people, because uh, you just have that effect on folks, Sam. You can, uh, I'm sure you could talk a, uh, you could talk somebody out of their watch, and uh, <laughs> you're just a good guy. And uh, and he listened to you, and uh, um, right after that, he was just uh, he was as gung ho as he could be. Now we got the DAR there. Uh, we got another place uh, cemented in, and uh, and thank you for getting the ball rolling, Sam. Uh, I didn't do nothing. You can blame that all on the machine. <laughs> on the machine, okay. He got the apple seed rabies down there. That yeah. and, they're, and they're afraid of being invaded by Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm going to bring another person on the on the line with us. Uh, area code nine one five eight five seven. Yeah, it's me. Well, hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm I'm just doing fine. I'm sitting back here laughing, listening to y'all. I'll do West Tex. They got the two guys here. I don't have to introduce them to each other because uh, uh, Mike is uh, West Texas, and I told you uh, earlier in the show uh, he's the uh, he's the guy to blame for uh, putting 22 shoots together in one <laughs> one city for one year. So anybody that's got any problems with that, then y'all go straight to Mike's place. PM me. I'll give you his address yeah, or his, where his house is. Come on and see me about it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you how you can do it too. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he'll he, he'll talk you into signing up. And he's he's just as bad as uh, as Sam D for talking folks into stuff. <clears throat> and then Sam D well works with Mike. Their neighbors close there, and uh, and thank goodness uh, Sam D has uh, has been stretching his long arm out across from New Mexico to Texas and helping out because. Uh, uh, we have uh, we only have a couple of guys. We started out with just a few guys in West Texas, and uh, now Mike has uh, been recruiting every uh, every every week that there's a shoot there, and he's he's ruffling himself up a crew finally. But uh, it was a little rough at first, and uh, and all of the New Mexico folks helped out, and I hope that we can do the same for you. We can start uh, uh, sending over some of the uh, Texas folks, Mateo. And uh, the rest of the folks over there to help you guys out uh, when you start having 22 shoots uh, in one city per year. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're almost ready to start our own uh, RBCs over here. I, th- I think Sam's looking for a range now. Perfect. Um, no, in all all seriousness, uh, it's it has been a great group effort. And it's growing slowly. It's not growing probably as fast as any of us wanted it to, but it's growing slowly. Well, I was telling folks earlier in the show that uh, every city that we Appleseed go to is different. Every city has its own little quirks and tweaks and stuff. And El Paso is certainly uh, uh, an excellent example of that. And uh, we tried a lot of different ways to get to <laughs> I tried a lot of different ways to get the word out there, but El Paso certainly has its own uh, its own quirks and stuff. It's a political hot box there, and uh, uh, my wife just spent uh, the weekend with uh, one of your buddies there. Uh, she went to a meeting in Atlanta uh, for the presidents of the Junior League, and uh, she was there with the West Texas uh uh, lady, let me. What was the? Let me ask her real quick. What was the lady's name? The president from West Texas. Which? What city? El Paso. Uh, Laura C. Golden. 
You know uh, Mrs. Tate Goldman there? Yeah. Okay, she was there at the this weekend with uh, with my wife in Atlanta. She asked me. She said she asked me if if I thought you knew her. I said you got to be kidding me. I said Mike knows everybody in that whole city. No. And if they, just if so they came from El Paso, he knows them. No, just just so happens that that's that's one of the gals that uh, uh, we've been trying to make contact with and, and get her to get active with some of the apple seed because she had some of the contacts with the DAR. Uh, turns out the DAR is six old ladies who are in a retirement home. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he said that she's also the DAR uh, there. And uh, Lori Loman Hudson and Sharon Velez and Sharon Velez, Karen Loper and Lee Ingram. Uh, they were all there. Uh, this last week, and uh, maybe we can, uh, maybe I can get uh, Rebecca to put a bug in her ear about that too. Because uh, one of the things that we need to do is make sure that we get uh, anytime we can get a uh, an introduction and a uh, get the DARs and SARs to work with us. And for those of you that uh, don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Daughters of the American Revolution and the Sons of the American Re- Revolution. These are two groups that. Uh, that do the honoring, that to honor, to remember is to honor, and that's what they do. But they are, as, as you pointed out, Mike, they are slowly fading away because they're not getting new uh, blood into the organizations. And that's one of, that is a very emblematic of, uh, uh, of the problems that America is facing. And that's people are forgetting. They're forgetting about who Americans are. Yeah, and that seems to be a lot of a lot of what Sam and I both face over here is, is people just sort of fading back from from remembering, and uh, it, it takes it takes some jiggling in the elbows, and we're both accomplished at it, so we, we managed to get them uh, excited. We've even gotten a couple judges and a couple attorneys excited. Can you imagine that? I'm oh yeah, excited. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, the way I look at this is that. Uh, as I look at the organization right now, as just like a, just like the beginning of the American Revolution, and uh, the way I'm looking at it is that right now, uh, I personally know, and have instructed with and worked with uh, Samuel Adams and uh, Nathaniel Green and uh, Henry Knox, uh, in the form of uh, Mike Schwartz and Sam D, uh, and all the rest of the folks out there because. You guys are the bedrock. You guys are the folks that the history is going to be written written about, and uh, and God bless you for that, for all the work that you do. Well, I bless you for your support and and that of your family's support, because I know it's difficult. Uh, I know it's difficult running six ways at, at the same time. Oh yeah. Well, listen, guys. Uh, thanks everybody for calling in. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, be sure and read the. Uh, Read the blog. Go to appleseedinfo.org backslash blog and read the blog there. Read the blog on the show page here at uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we look for you again this next Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Until then, like I said, thanks, everyone, for calling in, and uh, we will see you next week. God bless you, Sam. God bless you, Mike. We'll see you guys next week. Same to you, Michael. All right. Bye.
All right, we want to thank everyone again for uh, tuning in to the Rifleman Radio Show. Uh, be sure and check out the uh, blog at appleseedinfo.org backslash blog. Check out the uh, any information that you need can be found at appleseedinfo.org or rwva.org. God bless all. <laughs>